Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody, and happy Wine Wednesday. On this episode of the Swirl Suite, I sit down with local chef Lauren Cummings. So you have two options before I go any further. You can either continue listening to this mini episode with me and Lauren, or you can head to the Swirl Suite YouTube page and watch a live demonstration. Chef Lauren makes something really good for us and we talk about food and wine pairings and we talk about her journey to the culinary arts and it's a really good episode. So continue listening or head over to the Swirl Suite YouTube and watch us live. Let me know what you think. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. Good morning. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me, Sarita. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm glad we can do something to help kick off spring. Yes, I love it. Uh, So before we get started, please introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are. Absolutely. So good morning, everybody. Today's March 20th, uh, first day of spring, depending on whether you count that today or tomorrow. My name is Chef Lauren Cummings, and I am a personal chef. I have a Washington, D.C.-based personal chef business, and I help folks with their weekly meal prep, Um, and I specialize in working with folks um, and building menus for clients who have dietary restrictions, um, finicky food preferences, or or challenging allergies to work with, and so that's what I do here in Washington, D.C., Awesome. Really quick before you get started, like tell us what was that moment like when you realized that you wanted to have a career in food? That's a great question. And for me, I'm really fortunate that it happened for me at a really young age. I was not aware at the time that this is what was happening, but I've got this really vivid memory um, of being maybe six five, six years old tops. And I'm in the kitchen with my grandmother. Um, I've got a step stool on the ground and I am actually, I'm in this position. I'm on a step stool, five, six years old. And my grandmother and I am getting chills right now. We're making scrambled eggs. Wow. (laughs) Is this memory that I, and again, I'm getting goosebumps all over. She and I are just, we're at the stove. I've got a spatula in my hand. She's showing me how to turn, scramble the eggs. And I just remember feeling this huge blanket of love. And I just remember standing there with my grandmother around me thinking, this is a feeling that I want to last forever. Mm. And ever since that moment, I just remember being drawn to the kitchen, whether it was a storybook and, you know, you've got the page and it's labeled, you know, this is the table and this is the chairs and this is the counter. And I remember just being really drawn into anything that was food centric happening in a kitchen. It just, it brought that big blanket of love back to my life. And I, I think I've just been continuously chasing that feeling of wrapping people in warm, comfy blankets with food. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. That's a great story. So speaking of eggs, you are making us an omelet today. So go for it. Yeah, we're making an omelet today. So today's omelet is a springtime omelet and it is packed with um, seasonal ingredients that just scream spring. And so we're going to get started. Um, 
I've got a hot pan right okay. here. And to this pan, I, I like to add a cooking oil spray. Okay. Um, it's locale. It's easy. It, um, the, your oil won't get damaged by the sunlight. And so I've got to this hot pan, I'm going to add two tablespoons of diced onions. Okay. Right off the bat, I can hear them sizzling a little bit. And so we're just going to move these guys around. So they start to get soft and I like to season each of the stages of my cooking mm -hmm. with salt. salt and pepper, assuming that, you know, folks can consume salt, like um, working with a client right now who is on a low salt diet. Okay. And so in that case, I just wouldn't add any salt. So we're just going to saute our onions until they get a little bit soft and a little bit of color and a little bit of brown. In this case, I'm using a white onion. Um, a yellow onion would work great as well. A red onion, if you had that on mm. hand, that would be delicious to add another element of flavor. Um, if you don't like onions, you could skip them all together. Scallions would also be oh, a good gosh, option. I love, I love scallions. And scallions are in season right now. And that's actually, that's something I do want to talk about is yes, what is in season right now. Yes. Um, so some of the seasonal veggies that we're seeing in the farmer's market and in the grocery store right now include asparagus, um, cauliflower, broccoli is in season, beets are in season, um, artichokes. Artichokes are Ooh. one of those vegetables that you either love them, you hate them, some yeah. think it's intimidating because all of those spiky leaves. Yeah. Uh, and beets. I don't know if I said beets. Beets are also in season. So yeah, take a look at what your local farmer's markets are offering. Um, I know sometimes with grocery stores, it can be tricky because they'll offer um, a wide a range of produce all year round. And when that produce isn't in season, it might not taste the most robust. Like for example, there's definitely a difference between tasting a strawberry in March versus tasting a strawberry in June. And there's a big difference. Mm. So I recommend using seasonally um, available produce. So we've got our onions. They're starting to turn a little golden brown. Okay. Getting some color. And now that they're starting to cook down, I am going to add our next ingredient in this omelet, which is spinach. Spinach is in season Ooh. right now. So okay. this is fresh spinach that I just uh, coarsely chopped up into some smaller bits. And spinach uh, cooks down a lot. This might look like a lot of spinach. People are like, yeah. Lauren, I'm, I, I want some eggs with my, you know, my <laughs> spinach. <laughs> We're not having spinach for breakfast. But Sarita, once this starts to get some heat, uh -huh. it's going to cook down and wilt. And as this is starting to wilt down, I'm also going to add some garlic. Okay. <laughs> The garlic doesn't want to be cooked today. Um, not a lot of people add garlic to their omelets. And this yeah, is I've never seen it before. That I think is underrated. I just, I put garlic in everything. Yeah. I mean, it makes <laughs> um, sense now that you've done it. Garlic is not only flavorful, it's antibacterial. Mm -hmm. And it's going to help us during this time of year when those allergies start to kick through and we're starting to feel kind of icky from the weather changing. So just like we did with the onions, I'm going to season our spinach with a little bit of salt and pepper. 
And then at this point, we are just about ready for our eggs. We'll turn the temp down just a smidge. See, our, our spinach is almost gone. <laughs> it's completely oh, yeah, look at that. So this will make space for the rest of the ingredients in our omelet. So to this pan, I'm gonna add a dab of butter. And the butter is just gonna help coat the bottom of the pan so that once we put the eggs in, they don't stick. Cause it's nothing more frustrating than an omelet that is sticking to your pan. So I've got this pan nice and coated in butter. I've got two eggs right here that I am scrambling up and two of the eggs I added, get ready, one okay. teaspoon of water. Okay, I was about to ask, what, what is your scramble yes. trick? I am going to tell you all about that. But before I do, I want to get these eggs started. I'm adding some fresh chopped herbs. In this bowl, I've got some freshly chopped dill and freshly chopped parsley. And if you can't tell already, the theme of this omelet is green, green for spring. So here's my pan, nice and coated mm. in the butter. And I am just pouring my eggs right in. Okay, we can smell the garlic. The onions are nice and caramelized. So what I've got here is my omelet in the pan. My eggs are cooking. And what you wanna do is just gently lift mm. the outsides of the pan where the egg is cooked and you want to tilt your pan as you're lifting up with your rubber spatula mm, okay. to tilt the eggs underneath. And this helps cook the rest of the eggs in your omelet because we, we want our eggs to be cooked all the way through, if not majority of the way through. It's okay to eat an omelet with eggs that are just slightly undercooked, kind of the okay. way that you would eat like a runny fried egg with your sure. yolk, um, yeah. not cooked all the way. But we're going to try to get as much of this egg to cook as possible. Let that hang out. And so this omelet is just screaming springtime. We've got lots of green, spinach is in season. Um, some other options of veggies to add in here would be uh, like quartered cherry tomatoes would be great in this omelet. Um, if you wanted to add artichokes, artichokes would be deli delicious with caramelized onions, kind of like a spinach and artichoke dip kind of influenced omelet. That would nice. be delicious. So I'm about 70% of the way done. I'm sorry, the, the eggs are about 70% <laughs> of the way done, not me. <laughs> and so and I have a question about your fire. Like how yeah. hot should your flame be? That's a great question. So when I started the onions, I was at a medium heat. Um, some folks have knobs that are like a zero through nine, 10 up to high. I had it on between like a five and a six. So a, just a smidge more than halfway okay. to cook the onions. But then once I put the eggs in, mm -hmm. I turned my flame down to about like between a four and a five. Okay. Okay, so just a smidge less than medium. Okay. So I've got my eggs most of the way cooked here. I'm loosening up. I've now switched to a flat bottom spatula. Okay. And I'm just going to loosen the eggs. And at this point, I want to flip my omelet over. Flip. I know a lot of times we see omelet people doing like the fancy yeah. flip. Yeah. 
It was really important to me to show a recipe that everyone at home could make. And that can be a really challenging technique to master. So um, a sp regular spatula flipping your omelet over is just the way you want to go. Okay. And while the omelet is cooking on the other side, I'm going to add my favorite part, which is the cheese. <laughs> Today I'm using feta cheese. I think feta just really complements uh, spinach and parsley beautifully. So nice. I'm putting cheese on just half of my omelet. I've turned the heat off of my omelet at this point because I don't want to overcook my eggs okay. and the residual heat from the pan will cook the opposite side. Okay. So the egg, the omelet's been flipped over for almost a minute and the other side is about cooked. So I'm just going to take my omelet mm -hmm. and fold it in half over oh, wow. our that cheese. Looks so, good. so the hot omelet will help melt the rest of the cheese. And I've got a plate right here and I'm gonna take my omelet. I'll make sure everybody gets a good look down to our plate. And I reserve a little bit of the fresh herbs because I love the garnish. Okay. So there we go. There's our springtime omelet. It's got sauteed spinach, sauteed garlic, onions, feta cheese on the inside. Oh man. Fresh parsley and dill, which is just to me the perfect the perfect spring omelet. And there that we looks, go. That looks delicious. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> that you. Looks Thank you so much. Delicious. Awesome. Oh yeah. So what is one of your favorite sides to serve on the side of an omelet? Yeah, great question. I am very classic when it comes to potatoes. I love mm -hmm. potatoes. Um, my favorite to use for uh, specifically home fries yeah. is a golden potato. I just, I really like the color, the flavor, the crispness that's it get, that it gets. So what I'll do is I'll dice my potatoes. Um, I'll parboil them in a little bit of boiling water. Um, turn the water on. And once it starts to boil, I'll let it sit for three minutes, drain it, dry my potatoes, oil, salt, pepper, rosemary, oven, hmm. 400 degrees, 25 to 35 minutes, crispy, wonderful, get a bite of crispy potatoes with your omelet. It's just heaven. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Now, are you a wine drinker? We're going to talk Talk wine for just a second. I do enjoy wine. And actually, I've been excited about talking about which flavors um, would complement perfectly with this omelet. And I've got some great ideas for our viewers, for our wine drinkers. Okay. So when I'm envisioning myself eating this omelet, I am outside. I'm on a porch. I'm on a patio. It's mm -hmm. spring. It's Saturday or Sunday. The kids are not bothering me and I am just enjoying my omelet. And in my hand, I've got a glass of sparkling white wine. Mm. I think sparkling white wine has just that crispness that yes. reminds me of spring. And for me, I think that is just the perfect complement to this omelet. Yeah. Um, if you're not into the sparkling white wines, a, you know, normal, a non-carbonated <laughs> uh, white wine would be delectable. I would go something a little bit sweeter for this omelet um, because it's got that saltiness from the feta. It's got the savory from the garlic. And so I, I personally would want, I'd enjoy pairing that with something that's a little bit sweeter. Sure. Um, I would go with the, the um, Pinot Grigio direction, maybe a Sauvignon Blanc. 
Um, I'd probably stay away from a Chardonnay for this. And I think like a Riesling or a Moscato on the other end is like a little bit too extreme in the sweet. So I think right in the middle with a Sauvignon Blanc, if you weren't a fan of the sparkling white wine, would be just delectable for a beautiful spring spring brunch. Absolutely. And I'd like to add to that. Um, <laughs> there is a trend that we're starting to see with um, Prosecco, but in rosé form. So what people, really? yeah, what producers are doing is adding small amounts of red wine, usually a Pinot Noir, to the Galera grape. So the Prosecco is made with the Galera grape. Okay. And they're presenting this beautiful colored Prosecco sparkling wow. that's perfect for brunch. Perfect. For I'm brunch. on board. Sign me up. That yeah. sounds amazing. <laughs> like perfectly chilled. I can see the bubbles in the glass. I mean, that just, that sounds delectable. And so what's great about it is they're, most of them are, are cost effective. They're under $20, which is even better. Um, Some more suggestions. People don't give Savion Blanc enough credit. Savion Blanc is outstanding for brunch, especially one of my favorite omelets is goat cheese and asparagus and mushrooms. So once you, have, once you have those, <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc is perfect. And yeah. one of my favorite Sauvignon Blancs is actually from South Africa, um, from Steenberg. And nice. um, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. And what I'm sipping while you were making the omelet today yes, please, is actually us. a rosé. It's a still rosé. And it's from Kirkland. It's from Costco. Oh. Okay. So it's a Syrah Rosé and it's made by Charles Smith, 100% okay. Syrah. And um, it has notes of like strawberry and watermelon and what goes mm. great with that feta yep. cheese. So that's absolutely perfect for your omelet. Absolutely. So those and are, let me, I want to yeah. jump in also, Kirkland is far underrated when it comes to wine selection. So yeah. if that's something that your viewers and listen, listeners are open to, yeah. I recommend taking a trip to the Washington DC Costco It is for, you know, the locals. Yeah. It's just down the street and the, the <laughs> inventory is incredible, both for price and variety. Um, yeah. I, I refer my clients quite often to Costco's adult beverage section. It's, it's remarkable. Yes. Uh, so please show everybody your omelet one more time. Yes, absolutely. This was our beautiful omelet, our springtime omelet. We sauteed onions until they were golden brown. We added spinach until it wilted along with garlic. And then we set our eggs in the pan. And at the last minute, we added feta cheese, folded our omelet, and we topped it with uh, fresh dill, and parsley. And these flavors are just, like I said, they are screaming spring. They are bright. They are fresh. They are green, which is my favorite color. <laughs> um, so I, I can't wait to dig in. Yes. So another question for you, what's, yeah. some, what's, what's a food item that you just love to love to cook with no matter what? So I'm actually really glad you asked this question. So the name of my business is Fiddlehead Chef. And majority of people do not know what that means. And I am here to educate the world on what fiddleheads are, okay? So, and they are actually one of my favorite things to cook and I get really excited about it. So fiddleheads are a food, they're a vegetable. They are grown in the wild and they are essentially this vegetable that kind of curls in on themselves, okay? They taste kind of like a green bean meets an asparagus. They're a little bit bitter, 
But the reason I named my business Fiddlehead Chef is because I've got really big curly hair. So I have this head full of fiddleheads is the reason I named my business this. Hmm. Now, the tricky thing about fiddleheads is they are in season for a really short period of time. That's the bad news. Hmm. The good news is it's about to happen. Hmm. So April, the end of April is when you'll start seeing fiddleheads. Um, You can see them at the farmer's market. Sometimes the upper scale grocery stores um, like Whole Foods will sometimes carry them. Um, And the season is really short. You'll see them from about the end of April to maybe the beginning of like the first week or two of June. And I like to cook fiddleheads just like I do asparagus or green beans. So I'll uh, par cook them in water just to kind of take the bite off a little bit to make them a little bit softer. And then once I drain them, I'll put them in a pan with um, oil and a little bit of garlic and salt and pepper and just saute them simply because I think they are just they're such a fun vegetable to eat, to look at. They kind of look like aliens Um, and they're really rare, like they're hard to find. Um, and their price tag will match that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but gotcha. that is something, like I said, I get really excited to cook with them because I don't see them often and my business is named after them. So that's something that I get really excited to cook is, is fiddlehead ferns. That's awesome. As, as a personal chef, what are yeah. some trends that you're seeing right now? So one of the trends that I'm seeing in the personal chef community is trying to recreate dishes that my clients um, have seen, whether that's Mm. on the internet or social media and making consumable versions for them. Hmm. So that could be um, like the cauliflower pizza crust. You know, a lot of folks are enjoying this cauliflower pizza crust. But I may have a client who, um, I'll use my client, one of the clients I have right now, who's a a zero salt client. And Mm. so it's challenging for him, if not impossible, to go out to a restaurant and enjoy a cauliflower pizza crust or go to the grocery store and even buy a cauliflower brand Mm. pizza. So one of the things that I'm noticing with my clients is that they'll ask me to recreate the trends that are happening in the real world in a version that is safe for them to enjoy. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Um, You mentioned restaurant and one of my favorite food network shows is best thing I ever ate. I love to know (laughs) where chefs like to eat. So talk about maybe one or two of your favorite restaurants. Yes. And what do you like about them? This is one of the easiest answers for me. (laughs) And I was not paid to say this. Um, there is a very small sushi restaurant in Baltimore city in federal Hill called show you sushi show you means uh, soy sauce in Japanese. And this restaurant is run by a man named sushi Bruce. And granted, I have not been to Japan, but it is the best sushi I've had in my life. When I want comfort food, when I want to celebrate my birthday, I am driving to Baltimore to go eat Sushi Bruce's incredible creations. It just, the umami, the sweet, the salty, the savory, the bitter. I mean, he just, he knows how to do it. And he's been doing it. He opened his restaurant in 2012 was when I met him. Like two days after he opened his restaurant, his small little 10 seater shop was a couple blocks from my apartment and I just stumbled upon him one day. And so that I'd say that is at the top of my list. And everyone is shocked to hear that that is my answer when I'm, I'm asked that question quite often. What's your favorite thing to eat? 
I will drive <laughs> 45 to 50 minutes out of my way, depending on DC traffic, to go eat at Sushi Bruce's restaurant, hands down. I'm actually surprised yet not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching an episode of Chopped last yeah. week, and the whole episode was about breakup food. And <laughs> one, of the <laughs> one of the chefs made sushi. And uh, my husband, Alan, was like, sushi is a breakup food? I said, it absolutely is a breakup food. Yep. There is nothing more comforting to me than sushi. If I'm going through something tough and girlfriends yep. over and they bring bottles of wine and sushi, I mean. Is it even a question? I mean, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I'm so glad you understand the importance of the role of sushi in, yes. I think, just emotions. Like, yes. <laughs> I think every single day I, I think to myself, could, could today be the day that I drive to Baltimore? And every day it's a challenge. I've got to say no. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Lauren, this was fantastic. Tell Thank everybody you. where they can follow you. Absolutely. So I can be found on um, most social media platforms at Fiddlehead Chef. And that's F-I-D-D-L-E-H-E-A-D-C-H-E-F, Fiddlehead Chef. And I know Swirl Sweet and Sarita will provide uh, my handles so that everybody can easily find me on Instagram, on Facebook. That's where I am. Awesome. Yeah. So this video will live on Facebook, our YouTube channel, and the audio will go on our podcast on Wednesday. So thank you, yes. Sarita, one yes. last time. Yes. That omelet looks, looks so good. Omelet. I will save you a piece. Please do. Let me know when you'll be here. <laughs> yes. And we will definitely have to dine sushi together since we live in the same city. I would love that. Thank yeah. you, Sarita. All right. Awesome. Have a good Saturday. All right. Swirl sweet. Thanks. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that's our show for this week. A big thank you to Chef Lauren Cummings for being on the Swirl Suite and the live cooking demonstration. She came through with the chef coat, the whole nine with the live cooking demonstration. Be sure to follow her at Fiddlehead Chef on Instagram and check out her website, fiddleheadchef.com. And also, don't forget to follow the Swirl Suite at swirlsuite.com. Follow myself, Vine Me Up, Girl Meets Glass, Vino Noir, Vino 301, The Wine Concierge. Have a great week. Cheers.